1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the WhatCulture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by you and Patterson.
3: Hello. Quit, quit. I-
2: Hello, I'm Mr. Josh Brown. Hello, pals. Hello, chaps. Now, we, uh, it seems like an absolute age ago since I played Miles Morales because time's a flat circle this year anyway. Um, But I was lucky enough enough to play, um, obviously, Spider-Man alongside reviewing the PlayStation 5. And we've barely talked about the story since then because we kind of thought we would wait until now when we've all finished it and we dive in for a big old spoiler cast. So um, both of you guys obviously have finished the story. Obviously, big old spoilers for the entirety of Miles Morales. We're going to dive into everything um, relating to that game. Uh, Ewan, what were your general thoughts right now on this game?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I overall, I did not think it was as strong a product as Marvel's Spider-Man. But that being mm. said, you know, that's like the top tier superheroic-y hero- gaminess for me. So anything that's going to approach that level is already pretty great. Of course, Miles Morales does. Uh, and narratively, I loved what they did with him and his family. Mm. Um, I thought this was much more of a family-driven game. And there was I, it was interesting as well, because even though I found myself missing... The world-building aspects of the last Spider-Man, where you know you basically were given all the landmarks to explore Insomniac's version of New York, and what made that so unique. Um, I did think Miles Morales had a great sense of community, and I loved all the, the the Spider the Spider-Man app. I loved interacting with all the citizens of Harlem. I loved doing interactions in the world that weren't just go and randomly stop this drug deal. Because I enjoyed <laughs> helping someone rescue their cat who had like right. got in the sewer. I enjoyed de-icing a crane like that to me is what spider-man is all about he's that local hero who like mm. kind of helps the little guy and to me that this actually embodied that more than the previous game i kind of thought but yeah. yeah overall i i thought that was my highlight of the game for me was kind of the spider-man app and chatting with ginky and and the familial stuff as well including um, uncle aaron
2: Cause I was gonna, yeah, we will get obviously we'll get back to uh, Uncle Aaron. I was gonna ask because I, when I was playing through, it, I messaged. It was one of you guys, I think you and I think it was you, mm-hmm. just saying like, cause I don't know anything about Miles Morales. My entry point for him was into the Spider Verse, which is still my favourite anything ever. It's just the best thing on this earth, and I recommend people go watch that. Um, but coming out of Miles Morales and, and playing, and then and then playing the game, um, I was just that whole thing about him being the sort of communal Spider-Man, like, and, and multiple people know who he is, especially by the end of the story. That feels like it would be a massive plot point in the Peter Parker. Side of things but I really Uh like that That like a whole group of people he is powered by his Community like he is this you know Like champion of the people in a more obvious Way like people know who he is his mom does And like whatever I just that's I think I messaged you you and because I was like oh is this Is this standard for Miles Morales fiction Because I thought that was really really cool
3: no it definitely isn't like to me the 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 big the the most obvious you know reference point people will probably have for how miles was in the original ultimate comics is probably the way peter parker has been depicted in the mcu you know he's very much most of miles in his original appearances is like inextricably linked to obviously peter's legacy but then also to the avengers so he kind of becomes he gets the spider-man identity thrust upon him by shield and the avengers and he kind of has to work his feelings through there so even though obviously there is that sense of community it's not as pronounced as it was you know in this game where i was whereas in the original comics it was all about oh he's kind of helping out the Avengers and now he's getting involved in a giant civil war and he's helping Captain America and stuff so it is it's still you know but that's not to say that it hasn't obviously taken on the different aspects of Miles' mm-hmm. more recent comics since he made the leap from the Ultimate Universe into Earth six one six with Secret Wars and the have Obviously, had mm. Brian Bendis come back to continue to do that, where he's integrated Miles into the main Marvel continuity, but then also the Saladin Ahmed Marvel uh, Miles Morales series as well, which this series takes um, a bunch of cues from.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think it's just like the the feeling of him, like, because it differentiates him so much from Peter. I feel like a lot of people. The reason I love Peter Parker a lot, or a lot of the like, I don't know, main. I, I might be totally wrong for this in terms of the way the character's gone over the years but my version my take on Spider-Man is that he is kind of like this lonely dude who's doing what he can but he's like forever alone he can never sort of you know make anything work in, a grand, in the grand scheme of things And um, whereas Miles was like is comfortable with his uh, community and the people that are around him and he stands for that local community and like I said he's respected for him as Miles Morales as well as what he does as Spider-Man and I like both those things Mr. Josh Brown you've been putting up with me and you and talking this whole time what's your it's thoughts good discourse, on man. Miles it's Morales just, <laughs> it's
4: just it's a genuine pleasure to be part of such <laughs> Lovely flow and flowing discourse oh. about this game, you know what I mean? It's a great game. It's Lovely a great character. It's cheeky chappy. Yes. <laughs> it's good content front, you know what I mean? Like, in um, spite of Miles Morales, I really... Um, enjoyed and it didn't quite live up to the potential I thought it had in the opening. I remember playing the first hour and the night, I got it, the first hour and a half where you do like the first big set piece with Peter Parker and you have um, like that Christmas Day scene and I thought this is this is as good as superhero fiction and video games (laughs) get. this is just absolutely on point, they're making time for the smaller scenes they've got the spectacle absolutely nailed on I thought it was going to be essentially um, like a Spider-Man 2 on that level. I don't think it quite hits that, but like Ewan said, that's such a high bar. For me it sits firmly between that original game and the DLC. I think it is way better in terms of narrative resonance and, you know, gameplay spectacle than that, but it doesn't quite hit the creative peaks of the 2018 game, but for me it all comes down to Miles's characterization, and the way he's presented in this game. I loved spending time with him and his immediate circle and getting into these relationships that we have seen quite a lot. You know, like the relationship with Uncle Aaron obviously well trodden in spider-verse now if you've read the original ultimate comics like i have i haven't read much of the recent stuff but i'm you know quite familiar with his origin story so all of that was familiar but i feel like like they did with peter they've put enough of a distinctive insomniac take on it to make it unique to this world and i like that he's acting now as a proper counterpoint you know to peter in this version in the first game peter Parker is this older version of the character you know what i mean he's been through some stuff he's not Mm. quite this proper old veterinary somewhere in the middle, but it's certainly a more advanced take than the perpetually stuck in high school loan mentality that the comics love throwing him back into after every few years outside of it. <laughs> um, and I like that with this, um, game in particular, with this story in particular, you see Miles like really become a hero and they nail that arc. I know, Scott, you were a bit worried that they might skip over a lot of that kind of becoming Spider-Man development, but I feel like there's enough of it here combined with enough confidence, like you said, in knowing who he is or knowing who he wants to be, in watching that play out and watching the different identities of Miles as the person and Miles as a hero kind of just joining together by the end to make this version of Spider-Man distinct and not an imitation kind of of someone else and for that I can't praise it more like when it resonated with me this game resonated with me there are some (laughs) faults that I won't get to now but overall generally like it's again it's another promising step forward. I just can't see, wait to see what Insomniac does next with like a proper next-gen Spider-Man or whatever.
2: So we, we talk about like, what, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to what I think, because one of the things that I want to address in terms of like more of a negative is that for me, by the time we got to the very end of it, like I, I really think the back third just starts to rush a little in, in a way that I didn't really like. I thought it was just, it just felt like it had way, like a really weird pace to it, where I felt like it was playing a really careful hand beforehand. And I think that it, this is a really big point, because for me, there's a lot of it that feels like it almost started as a DLC or a smaller project overall and it sort of was stretched out into this bigger release so they could get in on the, the launch window of the consoles or maybe Sony wanted it to be this like full project in the way that you know it's, it's not like Sony haven't been boisterous with their money getting in touch with Square Enix and going hey can you do us a Spider-Man DLC on the side and I kind of wonder if that's what they did with this as well because in Miles Morales as much as I like love the game overall I think it's an incredibly I love the there's a level of quality throughout the production and everything else and the uh, performances that are great once I started actually 100%ing it and collecting all the time capsules and exploring everything i was like oh there's so much story here that i for me i i wish was in the cutscenes. i wish you fleshed out uh miles and finn a hell of a lot more than you did um because i don't have any sort of reference point for finn overall i guess that um for you guys you probably knew that she was going to be the tinkerer because of her name Maybe any anyway. of
4: well, that, and also the fact she literally
3: her introduction, <laughs> she's tinkering with the light switch and like <laughs> oh, outside. It, was, it was right. It was so. Like, I mean, it's fine, you know. I think the fact that they as like, I would have I been annoyed if they teased out the mystery longer because mm. they made it so obvious from the start that this is oh, where it was going.
2: It. I wouldn't have got it.
3: I kind of thought it did, but like again, it, it was another one of those things where is villain. Miles just seems to get a raw deal in terms of like his close friends and family just turning out <laughs> to be like people he didn't realize they were although that what I that being said I thought what they did with the tinkerer was really interesting and you know mm. made that character uh, more than just an evil genius it was kind of what they were you know in in the comics so I was glad that they made that change and I enjoyed the friendship that those two characters had as well I thought it was very well handled and I enjoyed the kind of you know the the, the nuance it provided you know Miles is there realizing that okay well maybe you know the the underground you know they're trying to disrupt rocks on and i thought it, it, did, it did a great job of just kind of basically getting into those characters mindsets they weren't just people to beat up you know they they had their own motivations and while yes they do kind of you know stereotype a bunch of the different underground members as you know just kind of wanting to get fame and fortune and, you know, be the guys that lived in the Kingpin's Tower and, you know, they're mm. taking over New York and stuff. There are other compelling motivations at play there, which I really enjoyed. And I do think that's where the story shines the most is Miles um, in that kind of close inner circle, you know, with within, with Rio. Rio stole the show for me in many places here. She mm. was such a great mum. There's a moment <laughs> at, towards the end of the story, and I, I think it's when you're um, doing the um the the treasure hunt which just broke me completely um but when mm. you kind of you're going through there and she's explaining some of the messages that you get from jefferson there's also a moment where she just calls you and and miles is like oh is there anything wrong which is like no just calling in to check just on you and i'm just alone. like i was like oh this is so nice and <laughs> obviously you know i'm here for game Key as well game Key is great in this game mm. um and i just i just I, I love that whole that whole dynamic they have going on there and I, again i thought they did uncle aaron really well too um I was very worried at one point that they were going to go full evil with aaron which josh will know kind of happens in the ultimate comics as well Mm -hmm. where there's kind of that whole thing where aaron tries to get tries to blackmail miles into using his spider powers for evil whereas with here he's just looking out for his nephew so you have what i would consider to be that more benevolent version of the the version we see into the spider-verse where if he had gotten the chance to make amends for his mistakes working with the kingpin instead of mm. just getting shot. That's kind of where you could have seen him go down. And I thought it was it was just wonderful. They were all just thoroughly fleshed out and well-developed. And again, it's a testament to Insomniac's strong character work with See, these, you know, yeah.
2: That's the, stuff that I thought, um, like that's the stuff that I thought was a little bit too rushed for me. Like, mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest reasons I love the 2018 game um, is that whole relationship between Peter Parker and Otto. I thought that even though going in, you could, you could argue that you knew exactly where that was going to go. And I liked that even in that game, they tease it with him in the suit at the very beginning. But I thought that was a testament to the writing that oh, you want to save him from himself. You, but like, you almost think, like, oh, they're going to go in a different direction. So that when he gives in to becoming Dark Ark it is still a big shocking human moment. Um, whereas I didn't get that in this. I just thought it felt too rushed. And I kind of thought that falling back on um, Finn's tech, where her tech can do everything. It's just, you can sprint up a building and jump through the clouds and all this crazy stuff. I just, I burst out laughing when she jumped through the clouds. I couldn't get, I just thought that was- insane for me because um, it that. just I love reminded me of like one, an injustice just you watch
3: watching just this beloved character die
0: <laughs> How absurd!
2: Well, it was just the, um, the fact that like because she beats you a few times in cutscenes where it was I was like okay man she's like super furious and she like beats Miles down and I was like yeah I guess your rage could make you that powerful but then it kind of just gets hung on the tech side of it which I kind of wanted to be explored a bit more and then like I said when you delve into the time capsules and things like that you find out there's way more reason for her to be annoyed there's way more history there um, where they were practically brother and sister that I feel didn't really come across in that dinner scene at the beginning of the story so I, for those those things just felt kind of disparate to me um, and then like I said you top it off with like the, the sprinting up the building stuff right I was just I, I was disconnected at that point where I was like I don't know what the hell's going on I have no reference point to this I'm just kind of watching these scenes unfold but um, we can like roll that together I mean Josh what's your thoughts on that stuff and also uh, you can roll rocks on in because I know you weren't a fan of the old Troy yeah, Baker rocks on yeah. oh you <laughs>
4: didn't like Simon Krieger so- you can oh, right. I need to get I'll get to him in a bit I just I'll just say my piece on Finn because rock, Rock's on oh anyway no that's not, that's not the point I want to talk about <laughs> something good uh with the Finn stuff I thought was really well done I have a little bit of an issue towards the end where I thought they kind of the wedge between Finn and Miles felt a little bit contrived to me it felt kind of like one of those rom-com sort of plot contrivances where it should be a sort of relatively easy solution and none of the characters are kind of taking it. I thought Mm. the rage that Finn had for Miles was... A little bit overblown and the I fact that he couldn't get super in super
2: a... quickly jump on that just super Stop. super quickly i don't know if i missed a bit of dialogue but the, when he, when she first finds out who he is she's then annoyed that he didn't tell her who he was but i was like you're like a terrorist leader like th- you're wedge you're just as much at fault here like but i was kind of waiting for miles to say something but he just kind of takes it as if he's in the wrong more oh, I no, no, that's that's oh, more
3: God. that's not like the that's more implied of like why didn't you tell me before i became the
2: tinkerer Right, okay. I thought That's they could have done a hell of a lot better, yeah. I guess, but yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: With, with stuff like that, I thought that was kind of, I think that works as a human moment anyway, like that someone could be annoyed, even if it is quite <laughs> hypocritical for them. Like, I think that still works as a, as a character flaw or a character trait. Um, it was just kind of like the, the, to get to that moment when she's running up and she's sacrificing herself, part of me kind of thought that the writers might have had that first and sort of tried to work backwards and mm. figure out how they got to that point. That was the bit that felt muddled. But I always enjoyed the relationship between the two and like the interactions between the two, both in the costume and outside of the costume. And I, to be fair, I, I thought that they did a good job of nailing the fact that they had this history. You know, like, she's right there at the dinner scene. She's being shady when they're on the rooftop. That She's dropping all these hints. And I feel like if they sort of directly brought in the collectible aspect where you get Miles, you know, seeing these artifacts, talking about these past stories, I feel if they push that too much in the main narrative it would bring the pacing down even more because for me Mm. when they go to the museum towards the end like that's quite a it's quite a nice scene it's great to establish the context but even that for me i was kind of like this is this is taken away this is oddly yeah yeah, this is jarring this is oddly placed that's why i don't really feel like they needed to cram all that extra stuff in because i they they do enough in the story Mm -hmm. itself for me and that other stuff, it gives you an incentive to go out and collect those collectibles. It's not mm-hmm. like they're sort of ignored. I feel like they push that on you enough to so you can have this wider context should you need it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I just thought, when it came to the character relationships, I have problems with all of their arcs, but ultimately they all felt real. And I could go with the through line, even if there were a few wobbly moments, perhaps down to the production of the entire piece or how short the game itself was. Ultimately, I thought I could see enough of what they were trying to do, and they nailed enough of what they did do that it, it I didn't mind the inconsistencies in it. It could be better, yeah. but I still think it's pretty damn good. But Simon Krieger, though? Oh, Simon Krieger could absolutely uh. eat my...
2: I thought he was fun because I, I remember you saying that you weren't a fan of him but I was like they got Troy Baker to just be like full. I on, thought he was
4: class I yeah like he... full-on
2: like smarmy Baker, he's so like, sort of <laughs> yeah exactly whereas the, I, that's all I wanted from that guy just be like mm-hmm. faceless corporate 101 and he's kind of having fun with it there's a few little sort of like jibes and jokes in there that totally worked for me for me but I get well Josh your, your problem was that that stuff you acknowledged that stuff too but it just annoyed you yeah. and he was just vacuous yeah
4: I have like three problems with this entire sort of story. It's like, I'm so sick of the idea of this big tech corporation and this same kind of caricature being in these stories over and over again. I just feel like I've seen that character played out in Spider-Man stories and superhero stories in regular fiction as well, <laughs> that I'm kind of over it. And Krieger, he doesn't know that he needs to be like this kind of suave, interesting three-dimensional character, but I felt like he needed something else to-
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
4: They played him so straight to the point where I was expecting there to be something more. I was like, there has to be something more to this, but there just wasn't. And he kind of fills a role well, but it's a role that I am personally just kind of sick of seeing mm. In these stories and there's also troy baker's performance and it pains me to say because i i love troy baker for the most part he's given some of my all-time favorite video game performances but it feels like he's phoning this one in it oh. feels to me <laughs> like the dude's just there and there are times when he has fun but for the 90 percent of it i was just like you're troy baker doing the troy baker voice <laughs> and in. i couldn't it was the part of the game that i genuinely the only part that i think is actively not good i didn't mm. find any at all redeeming qualities really? in that side of the game for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah I I mean, your thoughts, yeah. I was going to say like I totally
3: agree with some of the Rocks on stuff though overall like I do think as a threat they are quite not that fleshed out enough for mm-hmm. me. Like in the comics, there's so much depth to rock song, specifically to do with cloning. Where I thought, you know, I got really excited when they were first announced because, like, oh my god, are they gonna maybe introduce Spider Woman here from the Ultimate Universe? Maybe introduce some cloning here, maybe do a bit of Ben Rileying? maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, because there's always a the chance to make the clone saga something interesting it, it, and something I can do whatever they want in that department. But yeah, I agree. I kind of thought. Was going to be more to Krieger because he's no, he seemed like a man that was being rushed, like he had someone over his head that was pushing in to like really finish a deadline. And it did feel, even though you know there were some really pivotal stakes going on right now, it was weird to me in the sense that it was all wrapped up so much that it was also local to Krieger in New York, if that kind of makes sense in a weird way. Um, and I do, you know, I think. And there, there were other bits that were kind of rushed as well, like um, with Rhino. Is Rhino dead? Mm. Is he alive? Who knows? They don't, <laughs> really, they don't They don't. dwell on it long enough, because I assume they don't want the Peggy 18 breeding, so I don't know if Rhino that, is dead or not. That's yeah. a funny
4: moment, Ewan, because I remember when that was playing out, and I, for a second I was like, oh holy hell, they're going to do something big here. If they kill yeah. like Rhino, like that's such a ballsy move, mm. but then obviously they don't show you the body or anything like that, and it's implied. I'm like, oh okay, this is you kind of I felt like it was a little half step moment where you could have done something really interesting and cool. But because of perhaps the reality of making video games or playing with this license, it's like you couldn't quite commit to it in a way that I felt that the 2018 version probably would have committed to it. Mm
2: That was the thing I was going to say was like because I started that whole point before about like the final third feeling quite rushed and my sort of issues that I have with the way the is told. Now, some of it is you know relegated to side things and it could have reinforced the main narrative, more of it was in cutscenes and things like that. At the very end, um, because we should get on to like where we think it's going to go from here. Um, when they do their post, I think it's the post credits, it's definitely the one yeah. of the final scenes. Um, and you go back, you see the um, you know, Norman Osborne from Harry's perspective, and you get back to ostensibly where we were at the end of 2018. That had a knock on effect for me of just going like, okay, this was fundamentally a side story we're just back to where we were in the main canon or the main through line and we're going to pick up Miles' stuff in Spider-Man 2 and like that it kind of sucks in a way because I feel like Miles deserves better than this thing that you could you could totally miss Miles Morales pick up Spider-Man 2 and just carry on like I don't feel like there's anything in Miles Morales that's going to fundamentally contribute to that main story I mean we don't know Like
3: that might be a bit premature in Mm -hmm. all fairness because we don't know how yeah, yeah we don't know how pivotal Miles will be in the next story and I thought this was a clever way of making sure that you give the character his full arc and that by the time you get to the full sequel, you're not gonna do a half assed origin story where you show (laughs) Miles, you know, in the suit and stuff. And I feel as though that way I want
2: that. I want him to be trained. I want Peter to grapple with what's it like training another one of him for the first time. I don't know if I really need to
3: I don't know if I really needed to see that because Miles mm. has never really needed training. I mean, he has needed training from other people, but it's never usually come from Peter, I thought, which again, maybe that's a part of the thing that makes this this version of, of Insomniac's Marvel Universe so u- unique or whatever they had the opportunity to do that. But I do think they've taken the, the right approach here in terms of making it a standalone and then by the time we get to the full sequel you can have peter and miles two characters you're well and truly familiar with kind of interacting mm-hmm. and you establish that relationship that they have going on right now that partnership and pushing it against each other because i do think there's going to be a lot of you know if we're going to get into speculative territory i do think there's going to be a lot of conflict in the sequel between the two i i do think that potentially peter will get the venom symbiote suit and it'll be down to miles to try and you know maybe he peter is getting more dark and miles is like no peter what are you doing and then his <laughs> venom blast might have a disruptive effect on the symbiote or something or maybe i don't know it's it's kind of going down that angle that's i'm getting good, really wild up you. here but yeah that's
4: pretty good um josh we, what's your thoughts here uh, yeah, I thought something very similar. first I want to go back to what you said though, Scott, about like mm-hmm. the kind of like tease, because I thought something similar. I think, like Ewan said, this game's all about like setting up miles and going through like that character rack rather than law implications. You know, I feel like we got that through Simon Krieger being somehow just neatly tied up at the very end and sent off to jail because he's the bad guy and he's <laughs> got to go to jail. I'm sure Finn will come Troy up on the He's got another gig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's busy, crazy. right? He's a busy He's a busy dude. I'm sure a fan will come up but I do feel like this is very much, while it might not have narrative implications of the next game, it's all about like getting Miles to where he needs to be uh, so we can appreciate it much more in the next game. I thought more or less the exact same thing re the um, Venom suit that Ewan did though because I was wondering even at the end of the last game, even though they've obviously changed a lot with the origin of this and who's presumably going to be Venom, um, I was thinking about how they could fundamentally change Peter Parker's arc in that story and how they can make it interesting for him to get the Venom suit. Cause especially in video games, we have seen the Venom or a symbiote story play out over and over again. It's like the most popular. Will you choose Mary Jane or Black Cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the most popular video game um, Spider Man story. And, and I think that if you put Miles into that and you have the conflict arising between them because Peter's got this suit or he gets the suit. I think that's a a really novel way to make it feel fresh again. And like I said, uh, for Insomniac to put their own spin on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
2: yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I mean, they're like they they've done such a good job so far with taking almost like the the smallest amount of expected beats and really fleshing them out. Like I said, the thing that I loved so much about 2018's one is how that they revitalized the idea of just just Peter and and arc hanging out. or sorry, Otto hanging out, and then you go down that expected route, but you do it so well that it still lands and it still matters and all that kind of thing. Um, we should mention uh, Kurt Connors because he pops up in this end scene. Do you th- do you guys think that's more of a cameo because this is a side thing or do you think that's literally just we're going to go full on Lizard that, and... I mean,
3: yeah, and I mean, I think it's definitely like they, they established in this universe that the Lizard was one of the first villains Spider-Man fought. I think. You know, in the backpacks okay. from the first game, they show a Lizard vial where Peter had already encountered Dr. Connors. So I'm assuming here that and Maybe Norman's taking him out of prison and is like, hey, Kurt, you can work for me and I'll you'll be fine and I'll look after you and keep you around and stuff. And I wonder if the the conflict that they're gonna build there between Norman and Kurt is that Norman's putting him under too much pressure to try and, you know, mm-hmm. save his son, and then maybe that's what provokes Kurt to relapse into the lizard potentially. I am curious to see whether or not they will do Green Goblin, because I think they have to you can't have Norman Osborne and not do it. Um but I have no but equally at this point in time I have no idea. How they're going to do it. Another tease that I did point out um, when I was talking to you guys was that there were some uh, Easter eggs pointing towards Spider Slayers. There was, um, I think it was Alastair yeah. Smythe or Spencer Smythe. There was a box labelled there. I would love to see the Spider. There are two Spider Men now. They need the Spider Slayers because they're, they're getting they're, they're getting a the big thing here. And again, it's you know there's all sorts of different angles they can go with there. But um, I definitely think the lizard will have a bigger role than just kind, kind of engineering like- here.
2: Yeah, because you've established Miles and we've got uh, Peter, Like I went back and played uh, the 2018 game and I, I missed the Venom powers immediately. I missed all the modifiers that you have as Miles. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wonder, I mean, that's a good way gameplay-wise to differentiate them. But I kind of wonder story-wise, like obviously in the in, in the Miles game, Spidey just goes on holiday for like a week and then that's your excuse to just focus on one Spider-Man. But I wonder what they'll do in Spider-Man 2 um, to try and either split them up or we will be jumping between them? Is it like, there's obviously rumors that it's potentially going to be co-op and stuff like that. Like, do you guys think that they'll try and find some plot contrivance to make you focus on one at a time, or we will be flicking between both?
4: I mean, all you've got to do is, for, for me, and this might be just something outrageous that I've thought of right now, but you have some kind of system early on where you do flick up, flick between the both of them, you know what I mean? Or you, maybe you're playing as um, Peter for a lot, but Miles is definitely there and involved in missions. And then further on down the line, Peter gets the suit, kind of goes off the rails, becomes way more venomy than he ever was in the comics or the original kind of like symbiote arc. Could p- potentially even become... Not not quite the main venom of this universe, mm. but you could take on that kind of, boss kind of, you know, nature. He could be potentially the end boss where then you play as Miles, trying to like snap him out of it, mm. kind of getting into that um potential situation where you play as Miles for a good chunk where you need to rescue Peter or whatever from himself. And then you get like some kind of emotional pull from that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that's something just stupid that I've brought but off the top of my head. That's though. interesting.
2: Something like that, or like because they now have Lizard on the table in a more obvious way and they have Green Goblin, it's like you would need two villains of a certain caliber for a Spider-Man each to try tackle like that whole bit at the end of the 2018 game where you're going after all the villains in succession. I assume that they would branch that stuff out more and do that stuff more justice. Um, I guess as well we've got Venom as well. Do you guys think that they'll because I'm sure Brian Interhar initially said that they were thinking of this as a trilogy, that it would be something that would continue to go on in multiple instalments and they're not going to, you know, do all the big villains in the next one. So I kind of wonder if the end of the next game I, either they'll keep Venom until part three um or I think it'll be you know they'll end on some sort of tease for someone as big as the Lizard or uh, Goblin or something like that.
3: Yeah, I think Venom's probably guaranteed for the next game. Mm. I wouldn't think they'd leave him for the, for the third one. I think if they were going to leave anyone, maybe they'll leave Norman to get the Green Goblin soon. Maybe something terrible happens to Harry and he blames it on Peter. I don't know. Right. It's probably, probably going way off into speculative territory there i don't know what you're
4: gonna say that's that's exactly (laughs) my sort of prediction there, you and you've got it in one um i think next game will all be will be about venom because we've had two big teasers now and i don't think you then Mm. delay that gratification for another game but i do think obviously harry's going to be heavily involved we know that norman has so much invested in keeping this kid alive and if something terrible does happen to harry which is likely based on everything i think that will be the kickstart to go into the third game with this intense rivalry between norman osborn now as the green goblin and peter and miles as the two spider-men you know what mm-hmm. i mean you get that game to properly establish the stakes and then you go all in spidey vs goblin on M um, third game that's how i would I hope well, as how I hope it goes, rather then, than overstuff the second game with too many villains.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want another Spider Man three scenario. Although Josh Brown, you would want another Spider Man three
4: would. scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if um, if if you ooh, if you do get the symbiote suit and you don't get to do the Spidey 3 dance, then what's the point? I'm not playing the game. You can what's kind of
2: almost do that. You do the double little finger gun yeah, thing. Just play exactly. some moves. And I was gonna say, in regards to um, speculative territory, you and you mentioned um, the whole thing of like Peter moving into May's place in Queens, that that yes. might be hinting at something for the next game.
3: Yeah, it, unless I I've misread the, com- the phone call that Miles and Peter have at the end of the game, uh, one of the many phone calls they have. I swear they do mention something like Peter is in May's old place and is talking about changing the lime green kitchen sink or something mm. like that. So I'm assuming he might have moved in there because obviously he was having rent troubles in the previous game. And mm. um, where was he moving? It? Was he moving into. The- he was getting his own place in at the end of 2018, wasn't he? I can't yeah, remember. Because they now. did the whole
2: scene on the yeah. roof thing.
3: But he was in May's apartment. Um, when they were talking, or May's <laughs> place when, that, in, in in at the end of this game. So I don't know. I, my main speculative point here is that I do think that instead of it just being Manhattan, I do think in the next game we'll see Queens. I do think that mm. um, you know maybe if we're going to talk about and delve into the friendship between Harry, MJ, and Peter, maybe that mean that makes Queens more of a pivotal location. You know, in terms of going back and walking through their childhood, at, you know, kind of at Midtown High and mm. going through Queens as a locale. I do think the open world needs more of a Revamp in the next That's game what I was say, um, yeah. because even though the winter setting was lovely, um, it needs that added environmental storytelling thrust for me. Without that added impetus of go check out these landmarks, they just kind of blend into the background. Which maybe is a testament to you know, the fact that it is so seamlessly integrated. But equally, I do want to explore more of this next time mm-hmm. and. To that effect, maybe we could get some more actual Marvel cameos this time rather than being like, oh, there's Doctor <laughs> Strange's place. He never yeah. comes out or something like that. I want to see flag. I want to see Daredevil. I want to see Luke Cage. I want to just see them out and about. I don't mean it to be like an actual team up event where they all get involved and they distract from the game almost in a way that um, was the case in... Um, Club of Shadows, I think it was. But yes. I would like to race Human Torch around New York. I would oh, like maybe. to meet with like Daredevil and stuff like that. Like it's in the Marvel universe. Start mm-hmm. embracing it.
2: The PS1 Spider Man game, the one that was narrated by Stan Lee, had cameos left, right, and center and yeah. Daredevil dropping in. Give me more of that. Um, I think we should end on just very quick thoughts on the new face. It's not as new anymore, but I think now that we've <laughs> experienced the new face um, for, for many, many hours, I've done a complete 180 on it. Completely fine with it. Although I don't think that it animates as well as the old face. I am referring to oh. Peter Parker's new face. Um, but in that first scene that you see the two of them sitting down when he makes Miles do the Spidey Oath with the, old, with the old rock hand, um, I didn't think his face was mo- moving very much. And I was like, I reckon the uh, original uh, you know Mr. Cheekbones would have got that working but it was we had to have the new one what do you guys think of the new face
4: Go, go, Josh. The boss is like, do you want to go first? Yeah. I, I, like, I agree and disagree with you, Scott. I don't know how mm. we keep doing this. We have this unique we do it all day, to every day, mate. It's to come to the same conclusion, yet rad- in radically different ways. Like, I, I, I've come around to the new face now. It is the new face, but what made me convinced is I thought the level of facial animation was like <laughs> immense. I thought it was so good, even in that opening scene. The little twitches, the little nuances, that's what won me round. I thought this is, this is the next-gen Peter Parker. And even on Miles as well, obviously, but I thought like the hair, the face, the little movements, it made me want to get Spider-Man remastered, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's how, did, that's how good I thought it was. It was
3: the same with me. I don't know if it's like a Stockholm situation now where the new Peter <laughs> has got me at gunpoint and it's like, like my face. But, don't you know, it is, it is everything Insomniac that it would be in terms of, you know, it does animate better. And I think it does look a little... My main, my main issue as ever with this Peter Parker design is that he's a terrible dresser. He's
4: just got the worst fashion <laughs> You had this in back whole, in
3: 2018 well. I, I was I'm like, what is this shirt over shirt combo and the really baggy jeans? Like, come on, Peter, you're 24. No 24-year-old dresses like that in 2020. I'm sorry. That's the this most... Immers- That's
0: the... <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is the most well, immersion, immersion-breaking thing for me is that, that he's just, he's not a snappy dresser at all. That said, Miles is meant to be the snappier dresser, so who knows? But again, mm. I thought, I think the face is, it, it, it's fine. I don't, I still think it's a pointless change, if I'm being so, honest, because I don't really care about that level of, you know, um, specificity with the animations. But equally, it did grow on me, and he didn't look like a child when he was actually in the costume and they're sitting on the rooftop in the Spidey suit, which was kind of the, the main thing for me there. He does look fine. Yeah, <laughs> So, yeah. and it did make me want to try and get the remastered game, even though I've
4: played Spider-Man PS4, like, a bajillion different times.
2: <laughs> I think, um, actually, Joshua, you you going to, you say something else before there about Le Face?
4: Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, the amount of time that MJ has spent with Peter now, the fact that she hasn't given him a better fashion sense is criminal. Like, she's letting him down. Like, that's that should have been the clincher between the two. That should have been why they sort of fell out, because he's got no excuse, man. Like you said, he's too he's too old to be dressing like his mom still dresses and is all I'm saying. Of all the wishlist features for Spider-Man 2,
2: a New Wardrobe is now number one. Yep. We'll have to see what happens. But um, yeah, let us know what we think down in the comments below. This is the World Culture Gaming Podcast, the one episode a week that goes out on the YouTube channel. Everything else is over on audio feeds, um, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you, wherever you get your podcasts from. Come find us, subscribe, tell your friends and all that type of stuff. Um, but for now, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by and Patterson.
4: Goodbye, Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> and Mr. Josh Brown.
4: Goodbye. Get me more pictures of Spider-Man. I will catch you next time. Bye. Sleep. Sleep.
2: Three (laughs) nerds in isolation.
4: (laughs) Sleep.